Welcome everyone, this is Russ Galzo, Chronicles of the End Times. It's good to be with you today. As we look around us today in America, we see all this bad news. We see all this murder and hatred building up in this awful, uh, just disastrous and very, very sad uh, situation in Oregon where another school shooting in this small uh, community college. And the really uh, amazing part of it is uh, we see that uh, how Christians were called out once again. Uh, this is not the first time this has happened. It's not the first time it's happened around the world. We're seeing it uh, with ISIS, of course, and we've seen it all through the Mideast. And now in America, this hatred uh, for Christians is growing, as well as this hatred for Jews. Anti-Semitism is on the rise. And at the same time, God is on the move. It is not all black and it's not all dreary. I know in my neighborhood alone, we're seeing uh, neighbors and friends come to Christ, uh, and it's, it's an amazing time. So my question to you today, as you're listening to this, are you ready? Are you a harvester for the kingdom of God? Are you ready for people to ask you questions about what's happening in the world today and why things are happening in the world today? We need to be ready with the word of God, with the word of hope, the word of peace and love and forgiveness and reconciliation. That is our number one priority. You know that I uh, love Bible prophecy. I've studied it for well over 30 years. And uh, I just uh, love talking about the coming of Jesus Christ. And why is that? Uh, it's because I want to see the end to cancer. I want to see the end to these brutal diseases. I want to see the end to these brutal dictatorships uh, throughout the world, which just arbitrarily kill thousands of people for no reason at all. And so... Yes, I am all about the coming of Jesus Christ. And on the other hand, we need to be busy. We need to be busy about the king's business while we're here on this earth and not just look forward to the coming of Christ when all things will drastically change and uh, it'll be so awesome to have him on this planet, on this earth, ruling and reigning. But we need to keep our eyes set on the prize, and that is to keep going forward, reaching people with the good news. Yes, in the middle of all this awful, awful things that are going on in this world, there is a God who loves and there's a God who cares and a God who can make a difference. And as we look around the world, we see other things going on that are uh, fulfillment of Bible prophecy. And one is this latest intrusion into Syria by Russia. And you may or may not be a news guy, and you may not be a person that uh, listens to the news. Maybe you get depressed by listening to the news, or maybe just kind of close your eyes to it. I certainly can understand that, but on the other hand, we need to know what's going on. And so what's going on now is Russia has moved into Syria. They have taken over these commercial airports, and they have turned them into military bases. They have flown in their fighter jets. They have flown in their cargo planes and unloaded their state-of-the-art tanks, and moving in troops. So what is happening here? According to Washington, they are taken by surprise. They say they don't understand or know what Putin's real agenda is, what his goals are. What it seems pretty obvious to those of us who study Bible prophecy, 
that Russia is just setting up what Ezekiel talks about in chapters 38 and 39 as this great war, an invasion of Israel. What has Russia done in the past that would make us even think that this is possible? Well, for those of you who are doubters or skeptics, Russia through the years, since Israel has become a nation some 67 plus years ago, they have supplied the Arab world with every weapon they've needed to defeat Israel and to drive them into the Mediterranean Sea. And so after all these years of these battles and these skirmishes and these wars, they have found that they cannot defeat Israel. So now Russia, instead of just supplying the military aid that they need, they are going to take the lead in this invasion. And how are they going to do this? Well, they want to get as close to Israel as possible so like no one can detect their invasion. So if they were going to come all the way from Russia and move down towards Israel, I mean, it would become very obvious. But now what do we see? Now we see them. They're actually in Syria. They're 60 miles or less from the Israeli border. That's incredible. And what are they doing there? They're building up their military bases. And what are they saying is the reason for that? The reason is that they're defending and upholding Assad's dictatorship. Now, they have the perfect excuse. They're there. Now we see uh, they're actually bombing the rebels that have come against Assad, the same ones that Assad has been persecuting and killing their relatives and neighbors by the thousands. And Russia's come to defend that. And on the other side of these poor rebels who are fighting is ISIS, who are they, all, they are also fighting. So they're sandwiched in between ISIS and now this Russian presence, which is backing Assad and his troops in Syria. And to go along with this, Russia is now selling and has sold to Iran surface-to-air missiles. State-of-the-art surface-to-air missiles that they have shipped and in the process of shipping to Iran. And why is that? Is Iran afraid that they're suddenly going to be attacked? And why would they need these things if they're such a peaceful nation? The reason is they are getting ready to thumb their nose at the world and the United States of America. When the time is right, they're going to break this agreement and they're going to say, okay, we've got the $150 billion from America, who we hate. We have gotten all this new trade from European Union and we have built ourselves back up. We have built new centrifuges, and now we're going to say, you know what? We're just going to break the deal. And so to protect themselves from Israeli fighter jets coming and bombing their centrifuges and their nuclear power plants, they have uh, strengthened themselves by buying these surface-to-air missiles, which are just there specifically to knock down Israeli jets and to keep them from uh, destroying their nuclear plants. And so it's so clear that it's just amazing to me that anything other than actual spiritual blindness would keep you from seeing what's going to transpire. And this is what happens when a nation turns and says, you know what, we're going to do what we think is right. We just want to make all the people happy no matter what their demands are. 
And we're going to thumb our nose at God, and we're going to say, well, you know, we don't even know really if this God exists, and we're certainly not going to abide by the Bible. And so here we have these Bible prophecies coming to pass right in our face, so plain to see, yet we don't see them. And here we have Russia, as I said before, 60 miles or less from the Israeli border, building up a military base. And where is it going to end? Russia is going to continue to do what they do. The United States is not going to be able to stop them. We're already perplexed on how in the world it's all going to work out with U.S. jets bombing ISIS and Russian jets bombing the rebels and they'll be so close together. This is a real problem. And the United States is not in a position to bolster their military at this point in time because all we've been doing is backing up. And it's very similar to a Christian walk. You can't serve God backing up. You can only serve God moving forward. And that's what God honors. God honors faith. God honors when we honor his word, he honors us. And so we're now finding ourselves as a country in a position where we don't have control. And we're losing control more and more every single day. To the point where I'm sure what's going to take place is the U.S. will pull out completely from the Middle East. And I'm sure Saudi Arabia will be swallowed up in this rebellion. And they will be unified over the coming years. And they will invade Israel. And how do we know that this is true? And where does it say it in the Bible? Well, as we referred to before, Ezekiel 38 and 39 has a lot to say about it. We know back in Genesis when God came down to the Tower of Babel and confused their languages that what happened was the descendants of Noah dispersed and they went out to different parts of the world and settled. And these different names that we see in Ezekiel 38 and 39 are these family names, are these tribes from uh, the family of Noah that these descendants that went out and spread out through the rest of the world. And one of them is called Magog. And Magog has been always uh, associated with Russia. There are those uh, recently that have uh, come up and said, well, that's not true. And uh, where the Scythians uh, were uh, truly settled and where uh, this uh, tribe of Magog really settled was in uh, Turkey and northern Turkey, and they dispute uh, uh, this and that on uh, on whether this is true. Uh, sometimes, as uh, Bible scholars, uh, Bible scholars can get so uh, worried about uh, uh, the jot and tittles, as uh, Jesus said, as interpreted in the King James version. In other words, the the little accents and the little tiny details uh, that we lose. Uh, the ability to see the whole picture. The big, the whole picture is clear uh, now that Bible prophecy is unfolding in front of our face. That Magog truly, the theologians of old were right, that Magog is Russia. And it talks about Gog, this prince or leader that will lead Magog and other nations uh, to war against Israel. Uh, they talk about Persia and Iran and Iraq and Afghanistan. They talk about Put and Cush, which is uh, the sons of Ham. And they settled in Ethiopia and the Sudan and Libya and Ashkenaz and Gomer. 
and Togarmah. These are all generations of uh, tribes from the family of Noah that went and settled in different parts of Eastern Europe and Southeastern Europe and Austria and Germany and Ethiopia and Sudan and Turkey and in Russia. And so these nations that Ezekiel names, he says they're going to come against Israel in the latter days. Let's look at it together. Son of man, set your face against Gog and the land of Magog and the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal. Prophesy against them and say, this is what the sovereign Lord says. I'm against you, O Gog, chief prince of Meshach and Tubal. I will turn you around, put hooks in your jaws, and bring you out with your whole army, your horses, your horsemen, fully armed, and a great horde with large and small shields, all of them brandishing swords. Persia and Cush and Put will be with them, all with shields and helmets. Also Gomer and all his troops, Beth, Togamah, and the far north, and all his troops, and the many nations with you. Get ready, be prepared. You and all your hordes gather about you and take command of them. After many days you will be called to arms. In future years you will invade a land that is recovered from war, whose people were gathered from many nations to the mountains of Israel, which have long been desolate. They have been brought out from the nations, and now all of them dwell in safety. You and all your troops and your many nations with you will go up, advancing like a storm, and will be like a cloud covering the land." What a powerful, powerful word. It's amazing to see how these prophecies are so sure and so exact. We see Russia getting ready, like we talked about, to unify the Arab world against Israel. So now, on the other hand, we see how precise the word of God is when talking about Israel. Sixty-seven years ago, when Israel became a nation, there was nothing. And now, look at them. They have prospered. God has blessed them. And there are nearly 7 million people now dwelling in Israel in safety. You could say, well, how can they really be safe? Because, you know, they have bombings now and then, and this happens and that happens. Yes, this is true, but we consider ourselves safe here in in America. We would call ourselves safe. I'm sure you would think so. And yet we've had awful things happen here. So the Bible is correct when it says that they now dwell in safety. So here is this nation, and here is this land that was once desolate and now prospers, and people, Jews from all over the world, have been pouring in for the last 60-plus years. And God has got them where he wants them now. And God is now going to bring Russia and all the Arab world down on top of them, and he is going to defend them. And why is he going to defend Israel? Because they're holy? No, they're of course not. They're not holy. They're a secular nation, just like the United States is a secular nation. But God has made a promise. And when God makes a promise, he always keeps his promise. He promised to us that all those who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved, even though we are sinners and we we should consider ourselves that we were lost we didn't care about god we did what we wanted to do we pleased ourselves yet god pursued us and loved us because he made a promise he said if you call upon my name i will come i will come in and i will be part of your life and this is the same promises he's made to israel long ago paul said 
that all Israel would be saved, all true Israel. So God is going to take the nation of Israel and the Jews of this world, and he's going to purify them through this process. And he's going to have a people that are just dedicated to him, same way he's done with the Gentiles and is doing with the Gentiles. And so this great war is going to take place, and God himself is going to come and defeat the enemy for Israel. And Israel will stand alone. And years ago, we could never see how that could be because the United States has such a bond. But we can see how that relationship is breaking down and how because of our leadership or lack of it that we have now backed up and backed up and backed up and we are losing control. We are losing our hand in the Middle East. And over the next few years, we will, I'm sure, lose the rest of it. And Israel will truly be standing alone. And God will come and defend them. And this will open the door and create a tremendous vacuum throughout the Middle East and parts of Europe. So much so that this vacuum will now have to be filled. And who will fill it but the Antichrist himself? He will step in and he will declare that he will make a deal with Israel He'll make a seven-year deal with them, so none of this could ever happen again. And we know how that ends. That is a podcast for another day. But we need to be aware, and above all else, we need to be praying. Folks, if you're not praying, if you look around to your fellow Christians and wherever you fellowship, and you see a real lackadaisical attitude towards what's going on in this world, That is an awful thing. You and I need to be on our knees. We need to be praying. Those of you who know how to get a hold of the heart of God, who know what it is to intercede in prayer, who know what it is to touch the heart of God through prayer, we need to be praying. We need to be praying for our neighbors, our relatives, our friends, those that we love. We need to be praying that God will move upon this nation and upon this world. One last time before he comes because the creator is coming back this world is not ours we've been given this we've been given this world to be stewards of and we have not done a good job we've done an awful job we've polluted the land we've we've had so many wars hate is on the rise and it doesn't matter what kind of hate it is if it's because ethnic differences or it's just because Somebody believes one way and another way. Hate is building up and building up throughout this world and is building up against God's people, whether they be Jew or Gentile, because the world hates the light. The world cannot handle the light because once that light comes into their lives, they realize that they get convicted of where they're at and how they're living, and they'll be convicted to either change or become angry and build up hatred towards the people of God. And we're going to see that. Persecution is coming, and we need to be ready. We need to be the anointed ones. We need to be the ones that make a difference. The power of God needs to be on your life. And I ask you this day to make a commitment to pray more, to seek God, to be ready, to give that answer of hope to a people that are desperate. This world is desperate for peace. 
People are desperate. They don't know which way is up. Kids growing up today, they don't know what's right or wrong. They have no direction. It's just an open deal. And we need to be there in love and in compassion, but in truth. And let people know this is what's coming. And this is how you can avoid the judgment of God, which is on its way. I would like to encourage you to take advantage of uh, On the Edge of Time being available for free. Uh, The dates are October 9th through the 11th. That's three days that you can download the Kindle version on Amazon for free. It's a 567-page book that is book one of two parts uh, that I think will really help you understand uh, the book of Revelation and understand what's going on in the world around us. And then later on this month, book one of the new series, Hidden Thrones, will be released. I believe this is going to be a book that you must read. It's about the spiritual forces of darkness and light and the effect that they have on you, your neighborhood, and the world. So until then, the next time, God bless. Keep looking up.